Hello everybody, once again I am Rick and once again this is Paul. How are you doing today, Paul? Hey mate, lovely. Good, good. Our guest today is uh, somebody whom I've had the pleasure to meet over at PAX Weekend. Uh, with us today is Brandon Bloom. <laughs> How are you doing today, Brandon? Great. Good to be here, guys. It's great to have you on. You worked on the music for uh, for Mage's Initiation most recently, and um, and you were you've done the music for Serena, uh, the AGDI, King's Quest Three Redux, and uh, Space Quest Two Remake by Infamous Adventures. That's right. Well, I wasn't the sole musician on Serena. I was one of few people, but I did the main theme, which was. Which, in my opinion, is the most important one. So, <laughs> Brandon's like, "Yeah, mate, I just told you all this before we recorded." <laughs> I asked him before so that I could bring it up on the show. Well, they do the same thing on like talk shows, right? They do pre-interviews before the air. You would, I would think so. <laughs> Apparently, this is news to Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Paul's like, why, sorry. why are you asking him again? You already asked him before we were recording. <laughs> the people didn't hear us. The people didn't hear us. And currently you're working on Summer Days with the Coles. Yes. Most recently, they just announced that on my birthday, actually, which was pretty exciting for me. Oh, <laughs> pretty that's good right. birthday present. Yeah, no kidding. Um, so October 4th. Happy, uh, happy, happy belated birthday. Thank you. So obviously, uh, music, uh, video game music is your thing. Uh, did you ever? Did you do music outside of video games? Yeah, um, I, I know that's a stupid question, but I'm just sort of trying to lead into something well, to yeah. talk about. No, no, yeah, um, um, I was okay. Well, might as well start from the beginning, I guess. I I used to uh, fool around on my mother's realistic. Mm. That's the Radio Shack brand in the back in the day. Do you still have Radio Shack and? In, is Radio Shack still in the states? Is it still the realistic brand? I don't. I, I don't think the stores are here anymore. Uh, I haven't even seen a Radio Shack in the longest time. Not at all. No. No, they're gone in Canada. They're all replaced with the Source now. Yeah, that's right. and the Source, which is like ten times worse. Yeah, nobody knows anything. We, we <laughs> do have Circuit City though. Yeah, that's the source, and the Source is called the Source by Circuit City here in Canada. They bought out all the Radio Shacks. And uh, their their brand is Next Tech now, which is garbage. Oh God, yeah, yeah. No, it's... anything Next Tech avoid like the plague. But anyway, back then we had Realistic from Radio Shack. So I had an old Realistic keyboard, or my mom did, and I used to just fool around on it all the time. And actually, from playing uh, games like Space Quest and King's Quest, I tried to learn them on the piano, and I figured them out um, by myself. And then so my mom put nice. me in piano lessons, which was a big mistake. <laughs> hated it. <laughs> Oh, hated no. it. Oh, really? And I, yeah, I don't know. I, I just couldn't, I guess I just couldn't uh, be taught from a formula. I had to just figure it out myself. It, even years later, I tried to take some guitar lessons, like just a couple, just a few years ago, actually. And be, because I've just never had lessons and there were some blanks I wanted to fill in and just see if there was anything I could get out of it. And I lasted a month and stopped. Uh-huh. <laughs> So I, I just had to do it myself, I guess. So I, I, I hated piano lessons, so that kind of soured music for me a little bit. But, you know, I kept fooling around on my mom's keyboard. Eventually wrote this little medley that mixed uh, the themes for, uh, what was it? It would, like, start with uh, Jean-Michael Jarre's 
Equinox, and then it would move into Star Trek Deep Space Nine, and then the Superman theme, and then somehow I fit Star Wars in there, and then a King's Quest and Space Quest, and I had this whole medley I'd play every time. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and then years later, I started playing drums in our church, and so really that was my first real instrument. Like I was just fooling around on the keyboard, fingering stuff out, but I didn't actually play, you know. But drums would be my first real instrument, I guess. And then a few years later, um, a friend of mine got an electric guitar for his birthday. And uh, so I'd go over and we'd just jam on it. And then we'd go record some songs at the church and we'd switch off playing drums and guitar and record ourselves. And I still have the recordings, actually. It's really fun to listen to, look back on now. And uh, eventually he just stopped playing it. And then my birthday came around, his mother gave it to me. So that's where oh, my nice. guitar playing started, and I just slammed that thing, practicing all the time, songs that I knew and that I loved. And and uh, I started, oh, there's it, so many facets to this. I My first uh, experience in, in composing music was actually mod tracking. So stuff like... Uh, like Amiga music, like, well, you know the game Crusader No Remorse? Yes. Right. That's all Absolutely. mod track music. And right. that, that was a huge part of my inspiration, actually, was uh, Necros, Andrew Sega's, Andrew Sega's work on Crusader No Remorse. And then Unreal and Unreal Tournament were all mod music. And and I actually still have an account on modarchive.com with, like, a handful of songs that I wrote that are really old. Oh, nice. Still there. And... Uh, so that evolved into working with MIDI, and then I started trying to write stuff in MIDI, which was horrible, but, you know, it's all just learning. Eventually, eventually I found uh, AGDI, then called Tierra, Tierra Entertainment, before they had to change their that. name. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting that people kind of, I, I even forget a lot of time, but it's like, yeah, they used to be called Tierra. That was what they were known as. <laughs> And they only changed when um, they made that deal with Activision. Not Act was it Activision. No, it was Vivendi at the time, and got a license to do the remakes. And they had, but they had to take change the name. That was one of the stipulations because it sounded too close to Sierra, and they yeah. didn't want to be mistaken for actually Sierra. Right. So they changed it to Anonymous Game Developers Interactive. Anyway, before that, I found King's Quest One through Quest Studios, uh, Tom Lewandowski's site, who. He had all the Sierra soundtracks up there for download in MIDI form and for multiple different synths and digitally and everything. And and then I found on his site that King's Quest One VGA existed, and I was freaking out because I was all of the Sierra remakes that they made, you know, Space Quest and Police Quest, they're all in VGA except for King's Quest One. I'm like that's the only one that didn't oh, that's make right. it. And then you I got, found you that got made fans into actually, the EGA SCI, like the yeah. still, like the last generation yes. of uh, text parser. Yeah, just before they they left uh, EGA SCI, mm-hmm. that and I think it was King's Quest One and then Quest for Glory Two were the last ones, and then they went King's Quest Five VGA. And so, I found that place, and I you know freaking out, and we're all and they they had announced King's Quest Two VGA, and I'm like, this is great, this is all the games are going to get remade finally, and I really love the quality, and so we're all waiting for a couple of years for King's Quest Two to come out, and it finally did. And, you know, we all had a blast. And then this one guy, uh, he called himself Navy Nuke on the forums, whose uh, name is Sean Nichols in real life, who I just met a couple of years ago for the first time and when we drove down to visit my brother in Texas. He posted a thread uh, 
saying that he was going to start his own King, little, just a little King's Quest Three remake, and he was just programming the original game basically in AGS, Adventure Game Studio, which Tierra AGDI did King's Quest One and Two in, and um, and so he was just, if anyone wants to help, you know, and he just used the original EGA graphics, but it was basically point and click, and I still have those really old demo builds actually, mm. and. Um, and I said, yeah, I'd love to do the music. And then this other guy came and said uh, he'd love to do some graphics. And basically what he did was trace the AGI. Uh, no, he took the EGA original graphics backgrounds and just kind of did a VGA pass over them. So it was still the same lines and everything, blocky lines, but it was all in 250, you know, well, not 256 colors, but VGA-ish. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's actually 16 million colors or whatever, but... Made it look VGA. And so we put together a little demo, and then eventually eventually, uh, the graphics artist, I, I'm blanking on his name right now, but his form handle was Muslok Ufme. I have no idea what it means, but <laughs> that was his name, and I can't forget it now. <laughs> <laughs> He's the machine. Yeah. So uh, he, he said, oh, I tried my hand, at, and he, he, he kind of did some digital art uh, drawing the... Uh, the mansion scene outside for the introduction sequence of King's Quest three. Mm-hmm. And he, he kind of drew the mansion a little bigger and, and, and said, you know, I was just trying my hand with this to see what it'd be like. And so we said, yeah. So we just, we did an, an introduction demo of that. And then, uh, Chris Warren, uh, AGD, AGD two, who he was called back then. We didn't know his name cause he was anonymous, but now he's not <laughs> the head of Himalaya head of, yeah. uh, AGDI. He posted it in our thread and said, hey, we've got an idea. We're currently got our hands full with Quest for Glory 2 VGA. What if we took this project and made it our King's Quest 3 VGA? And then Daniel Stacy, the writer for uh, uh, King's Quest 2 Plus, he can write the script and everything. And you guys, and well, he said you can program it. And But I, I think he wanted to uh, screen everybody first. He just He just really wanted... Sean, first of all, Navy Nuke, to program it and st- and head the project, and and anyone else who would be involved would come on later, type of thing. And so, Muzlac and I wouldn't be taken on. So we finished our little demo and released it, and then I thought that was it. I'm like, yeah, this is pretty fun, and we had some good response from that demo, and I still have that too somewhere. And I wrote a little uh, kind of an original overture based on the music from King's Quest 3, expanded a bit and and developed it. And uh, and people really liked it. And and then I thought that was it. And then a year later, Navy Nuke private messages me and says, are you still interested in working on King's Quest 3? And I said, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, there's just one stipulation. You've got to be, you've got to uh, sign away all your work. Right. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so still, I'm like, heck yes. <laughs> And and so he couldn't tell me more until I agreed. And then so once I agreed, and he said, you can't tell anybody, obviously. This was back in 2000. I don't even remember when this was. Probably 2004, 2005. So um, he contacted me and said, do you still want to do the music? And I said, yes. Yeah. So he told me that the reason I had to sign everything away was because AGDI, which... I had noticed before he contacted me that they changed their name from Tierra Entertainment to AGDI. He said, the only, the only thing is you have to sign away your work. 
because we've reached a license agreement with Vivendi, Universal, who then owned Sierra and and the IPs. And uh, and we basically we can work on it and release it for free, but only from our website and and we can't own anything we do. We have to we all had to sign contracts and mail them off and everything. So I said yes, and then. Uh, a number of years later, I think it was 2011, we finally released the darn thing. <laughs> and we kept it a secret the whole time. It was wow. So people were pretty surprised. But it was like six years of being in development. It was way too long. Yeah. But well, it was free. Yeah. And so after that, uh, Chris came to me later and said, you interested in doing the music for Mage's Initiation, this new game we were, we were going to do? I'm like, yes. He said, because... Well, Tom had done Al Emo, which was Al Emo in the Lost Dutchman's Mind, which was uh, Himalaya Studios' first commercial game. And he wasn't available to do Mages. So he asked me to do it. And I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. So that was like eight and a half years <laughs> for me. <laughs> it, was a, it was another long, long development time cycle. Mm-hmm. And, but that finally got out just this February. So that That's was right. exciting. It, you know what's interesting too is when I first signed the contract to do mages, um, I used the money from the contract to buy myself a new studio computer to to record the music, and I got some proper, you know, some good. Because what I had been, been using before was a sound canvas and an MT32, and that was it. Mm-hmm. So, I I bought this studio computer with a good orchestra library, not the best, but the decent one. Mm-hmm. And I did all the music, and then the very last thing I did with with the computer was was uh, mix and master this the uh, the digital and, and CD soundtrack for Mage's Initiation. And as soon as I finished, like two weeks later, my computer died. <laughs> so oh. right from as soon as I got it to as soon as I finished, it like served its purpose. Eight <laughs> and a half, nine years, died. <laughs> died like, was wow, that's timing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, died, but you didn't lose your work, though. Hopefully, no, I yeah. no. It, like it's the the motherboard won't post anymore. So and if I get a new motherboard, it'll work. But I haven't been able to replace it yet. But I just thought it was kind yeah. of funny, poetic. Yeah. And I've been involved in some bands outside of game music too. Uh, I've, I worked on a with a, a hip hop group of all things <laughs> uh, a few years ago, and we released an EP and then an album, and then I left them from time constraints and I've only just recently joined a metal band so I'm all over the place (laughs) (laughs) metal band called Crown the Broken if you want to look it up we have a single on uh, Spotify and iTunes and everywhere nice awesome awesome let's check what instruments are you playing in the bands like with the 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 metal one anyway and and then the hip hop were they both guitar yeah well the the hip hop one we were called Edify because that was the guy's stage name and well, f- okay, I'll back up again. At first, we were called the Free Agency, and it was just uh, two guys um, who were both rappers, and they had a producer make all their music for them. And then they wanted to do a see a release party. I think this was in twenty. No, 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 not twenty. Two thousand, two thousand eight, Christmas of two thousand eight, around Christmas time, they wanted to do a see a release party. So they asked me to play guitar for them, and as we practiced, I kind of organically became the music director for the whole show and i because i had all these ideas like we could do this and so they just listened to me (laughs) so we you know not all of the songs we played live but the ones we did i kind of changed them up a bit and added more guitars and 
And so after that, we were working on our next album, and we were a seven-piece band by that point. So two rappers, a female singer, and then my guitar, a drummer, a bassist, and a keyboardist. And we all ended up, you know, seven-piece band, we all ended up wanting different things, and we ended up going our different, our separate ways because we couldn't agree on very much. But it's still a fun time. And so then it was just me and one of the other rappers who, who, were, who were in the end... Uh, were remaining and so I me and him wrote all the music ourselves and I wrote some and he wrote some and he wrote all the lyrics and I'd play guitar in some parts and then I even put backing vocals in some parts and and then I had to leave for time constraints and so I yeah I was when we did play live I played guitar and I put but I was basically writing a playing a lot of performing a lot of things from sequencing to playing you know MIDI right. keyboard for hip hop you know yeah running over I, I think I'd have a lot of fun with the the hip hop group I've taken a, a heavy heavy influence from Tom Morello so I really really enjoy you know okay. sneaking sneaking guitar and stuff like that in, into into any sort of yeah I definitely went in I definitely went in with an ulterior motive to try to move away from just straight it was like I, I don't know the terms, but I think it was like, you know, like Southern hip hop or, and then some East coast in there a little bit, whatever right, that right. means. I'm not <laughs> up on the terminology. I'm just going to imagine um, ludicrous and go with it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I, I went in with ulterior modes to kind of broaden, uh, my, when there was just the two of us left, his name was Alex, uh, to broaden Alex's horizons a bit and try to push for a little bit more interesting, uh, music wise and we ended up going more of an electronic pop route which was really cool he still rapped and everything but then he also started singing and and so we kind of went in an interesting direction all this stuff you can find on my website brandonbloom.com i have a history of all the stuff i worked on and there's some examples and links just to, to everything i did that's including where i got uh, edify got mm. space quest 2 soundtrack from there a couple months ago i recall yes I, I put that up there too soundtrack a again i was only one of three people who did Space Quest 2 with Infamous Adventures. I guess it's the first time I'm telling the audience. I told you before the interview. <laughs> but, yeah, I was one of three <laughs> who worked on Space Quest 2. And uh, well, what happened was, I'm jumping all over the place, but now I'm going to talk about Space Quest 2. <laughs> all right. Um, they, they asked me to, to uh, join them in the middle of working on King's Quest 3, and obviously they didn't know I was working on King's Quest 3 because it was a locked-up secret. So I was working on two projects at once, and it kind of it kind of stretched me a little bit thin for a little while there, and so I was the only composer for a while. And then there was a period for about five months, four or five months, where I had to I I actually moved out. I moved out and got married and uh, lived in a house without internet for like five months. So I I didn't have any connection to the team, and I told them ahead of time. But you know they had to do what they had to do, and they went with uh, they got another guy whose name is Isaac Lundgren to work on some music too. I had already made some music at that point and he came on and worked on some others. And then I got my internet back finally. And so what we, and you know, they, they didn't kick me out or anything. So we just wor started working together. So what we, they decided to do was have me take all the space, uh, location themes and he would take all the themes on Labion. And then we kind of had this interesting dichotomy where I do like electronic music, like from the MT32 and a little nice. bit of, of Propeller Head Reason for the space themes, and he would do uh, orchestral, more orchestral-sounding themes for on Labion, and I thought that worked out pretty good. Mm. And then as time went on, 
we also brought on board James Mulvale, and he did a handful of tracks. So the three of us kind of have three soundtracks <laughs> separately for, for our games. Mine's soundtrack A, James Mulvale's soundtrack B, and uh, Isaac did soundtrack C. I don't know if that's available anywhere. I know he had it for streaming on a, on a website somewhere. But well, that's good to know because I was gonna I was gonna ask you uh, I was gonna ask you like off mic or, or messaging uh, tell me for you to tell me which songs that I've been listening to were, were your songs. But now I know all of album A was so that, that yeah actually all of album A was me, and uh, I had written some tracks for Labion too actually, but when we decided to split them up and and Isaac wrote some for for some space scenes too, but when we decided to split it up. I sacrificed those themes and he sacrificed a couple and we just took our locations and it worked out pretty good. But I did put the ones I worked on as bonus tracks on soundtrack A so you can still listen to them. Also included on that soundtrack because it's it's uh, accessible in the game with the super hidden secret Easter egg is the hidden Infamous Adventures bar and, and uh, a bunch of us are on stage in the bar and I'm playing my uh, Space Quest 4 metal remix medley. <laughs> Which is another thing that I did in over the years. Nice. I, I feel like have I heard that on uh, backseat designers uh, like when you were on the trolls. Yes, in fact, he had a couple. He had a few. Uh, he had a few episodes geared directly towards that. So he'd take the pieces of the medley that I made, he'd play it, and then he'd play the original, and then he'd have me talk about how I worked about um, recording it in metal and then he had ken allen the original composer talk about how he originally re- composed the original so he had that on for a few episodes actually which is pretty neat i thought that was brilliant mm-hmm. it's really cool to be on with him ken allen too mm-hmm. are there uh, are there any specific games that you uh take a lot of inspiration from musically or musically yeah um oh yeah actually i, I started to keep a list um, for Mage's Initiation, because there's, as I was composing, there was a bunch of songs that came to my mind that I was, that either I knew ahead of time or I realized after I was inspired from, and I started to make a list of them. And I, I have the list here. I'm going to read them off. So Mage's Initiation, a handful of themes. I don't remember which all of the themes were inspired by what, but the stuff that I was inspired by, uh, well, King's Quest 2 Plus. I was even inspired by my own King's Quest 3 Redux music. <laughs> King's nice. Quest 5, Quest for Glory 1, Quest for Glory 5, Police Quest 1 VGA, Conquest of Camelot, Monkey Island 2, Fate of Atlantis, Indiana Jones, Prisoner yeah. of Ice, which is a Call of Cthulhu adventure game, Thexter 2, Warcraft 2, Morrowind, Skyrim, Zelda Wind Waker, Rise of the Triad, Duke Nukem 3D. The X Files theme was an inspiration at some right. point. Rise of the Triad. I I, yeah. I never. I, that, that just strikes me because I never heard anyone ever. Um. Uh. I I love that game. I just never heard anyone talk about it musically. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I always loved the soundtrack. Lee Jackson mm. wrote the wrote the music for that game. It's all very like eighties. Uh. I don't even know how to describe it. Lots of like brass rock or something. Yeah. Electronic rock. It, it was very eighties to me. I loved it. So something about that inspired. Uh, Doom, there was one track that was inspired by Doom, believe it or not, Duke Nukem. And, uh, but my biggest musical inspiration overall is Mike Oldfield, mm. who is a virtuoso musician, and, uh, but guitarist mainly. He wrote Two Bueller Bells in, two, in uh, 1973, which launched Virgin Records, incidentally, and was also used as the soundtrack for The Exorcist. He was my 
main inspiration for years. Like I listened to him even before I started playing guitar, but it was probably because of him that I started playing guitar in the first place. And it would be his music that I practiced for hours and hours every day to learn. Uh, and uh, so he's my number one influence. And I've got like all of his albums. I've got a whole uh, guitar shaped CD rack with all of his albums in it. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's my idol. He's my musical idol. Yeah. And other things like, uh, uh, you know, John John Michael Jar and Tangerine Dream, and uh, and then on the metal side, there's uh, there's a Danish guy named Arjen Lukasen who created a whole bunch of musical projects. One is a rock opera concept album series called Arion, and then he did some others called Guilt Machine and uh, Stream of Passion, and he's kind of just all over the place. And I love all of his work; absolutely love all of it. And then there's another metal band that I discovered that I fell in love with called Pagan's Mind from from Norway. And they do uh, sci-fi concept albums about Stargate. (laughs) (laughs) And the music is just incredible. I love it. Dream Theater. I love Dream Theater. Uh, And then film soundtracks. I really love uh, composers like, you know, John Williams. My favorite, I think, would be Jerry Goldsmith especially his Star Trek V score, The Final Frontier. That's like the most beautiful music almost I've ever heard. Right. I'm all over the place. And like, you know, obviously game soundtrack composers like Ken Allen and Mark Siebert and Chris Brayman, who did King's Quest VI and Quest for Glory II. And uh, the LucasArts side, Michael Zeland did Monkey Island. All the, like, I mostly listened to instrumental music growing up instead of the radio. <laughs> <laughs> so I've just, I've just grown to appreciate instrumental music more. And I think that's probably helped me. And, and after, you know, after playing games for so long for the music, I think that's what was, what I loved about, if I really loved a game when I was a kid, it was, chances are it was because of the music, even if it was a terrible game. <laughs> right. The music was so good. It drew me in. And so that's, that's why. That's really yeah. That's really cool. That's uh. That's I don't know what the cool. original like question the was, but I hope I answered it <laughs> <laughs> somewhere in there. <laughs> Originally, the question was uh, which video game soundtracks inspired you musically. Yeah. But uh, okay. I guess uh, a whole bunch. Yeah. In extension to that, if the answer is in any way different or altered, like, uh, do you have any specific favorite uh, video game soundtracks? Like, is there a particular? Oh, yeah. I know you've mentioned uh, quite a few there, but is there like what, what would you say are like your top three? Top three. Uh, Space Quest Four. Mm. Without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, um, top three. <laughs> <laughs> I know it can be. Uh, it's like picking your favorite child. Okay. Um, uh, Doom 2016. I love that soundtrack. Okay. And I guess I have to go with uh, Zelda Twilight Princess for top three. Okay. I think that covers a wide spectrum there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. It's uh, it's good to have the variety and depth Um so currently you're working on summer days. Yes. Well, I will be. I you will I've, be. I've done I've done one theme right now which they used in the Kickstarter trailer. Um but I have yet to start. I guess we're kind of waiting for the Kickstarter to uh the campaign to finalize before we get moving, which will be fun. Cool. And uh so the Kickstarter launched uh, how long is the Kickstarter going to? Uh the end of the month. It when it launched, I think it was the first it launched, and then it said it, there was 33 days left, so right, um, probably right to Halloween or a little after, something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do notice that um, uh, you, you did mention a couple of the uh, Quest for Glory games uh, in amongst your list of uh, musical inspirations. 
Yeah. Uh, and of course, the uh, Quest for Glory games were made by the Coles, who are working on Summer Days. Um, so I noticed you mentioned Quest for Glory 1 and Quest for Glory 5, uh, which is kind of interesting because a lot of people who talk about the Quest for Glory soundtracks uh, definitely name those up there, but uh, they tend to uh, really favor Quest for Glory 4 as a soundtrack. Mm. <laughs> I'm just like, is that, um, is that one that just well, doesn't quite rank as high? Or is there anything that you actually do no, particularly? That, that list was, that list was, was specifically for inspirations for themes that I did in, uh, mages initiation. So, uh, it's not that I didn't like them. And I'll be honest, the quest for glory games were never games. I actually played very much when I was a kid. Okay. Heresy. I know, but <laughs> the reason is not, my fault. <laughs> my dad bought all our games, and he didn't like RPG, so he oh, never okay. touched Quest for Glory, so I never got a chance to play them. I did years later, and I, I finished Quest for Glory 1, and I started 2. I didn't get through it, but I have played the beginnings of all of them, and I've listened to the soundtracks as well from Quest Studios. I just you know put them on a playlist and listened to the whole thing straight through. Uh, I love how different the Quest for Glory 4 soundtrack is and the fact that it's a little more rock-oriented, which is a really interesting step mm-hmm. compared to the other ones. Um, it just, yeah, it was just nothing about it um, inspired me directly from Mage's Initiation. Yeah. This wasn't particularly relevant to that particular project. Well, and it's not like it's not like I pick, I pick uh, inspirations out of a hat or out of, or even directly to be inspired by. It just... My process for recording is very, very organic, and I, I'll try to come up with something with a certain feel. But most of the time, I'm laying down a bunch of themes that um, that I just feel in the moment. Like I'm just going to record this, and you know, sometimes when I need to come up with a certain type of theme, I'll sit down and I'll be able to, I'll be able to do it, and something comes to me. And, but I'm really a slave to my inspiration. If there's no inspiration, I can't work. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of end up working on whatever's in me at the time. Yeah, and so. Like this list was just generated completely randomly as from I don't know I guess based on my mood at the time maybe I was actually playing these games at the time I don't remember <laughs> for those specific themes um, but yeah it's very organic so I I don't pick and choose what I'm inspired by it just kind of happens yeah that's fair enough like there might be something from Quest for Glory four that inspires me for summer days who knows <laughs> <laughs> or there might be something from our, my <laughs> metal band I'm in like weird yeah. <laughs> there might be something from my metal band. There might be something from the old hip hop stuff. Like it's completely random. At least it seems like it is. Oh yeah, that, that's fair. Actually, that's a pretty good way to go about it. If just like sort of whatever strikes you in that moment, as opposed to you um, picking something and deliberately saying that's the one I'm going to work with, right? Yeah, and like I guess there's there's merit to the idea of forcing yourself to sit down and and work out a, a certain kind of theme you need. And well, you need to have that if you're doing game music because you're a Unless you're making your own game, uh, you, you know you got to follow the direction of uh, the, the director of the game who <laughs> wants mm-hmm. a specific type of theme. And so I, I guess I've been able to do that with uh, two games, one commercial, and now, well, I guess if you count Serena, that's a, another commercial, but it was free. Yeah, oh yeah, so Serena. So um, how how did you get onto that one, and how, what was that one like working on? Actually, with that one, uh, there was a bit of. That was around the time that um, there was a bit of drama going on in the community, and uh, and there were some various things happening, and some some people were anyway. It was it was it was messy, and it was drama. So <laughs> Augustine from uh, the guy who who uh, made scratches and kickstarted Asylum 
wanted to put together this free-to-play game, this short kind of one-room short adventure game that was very narrative-based, and he started assembling a team from a bunch of people across the uh, indie adventure game scene. So he took people from from all over the place. But who actually approached me was Trolls, Trolls Plimer, the Space Quest historian. Plug for his YouTube channel. <laughs> anyway, Trolls Plimer, uh, he came to me and said, do you want to do some music? You know, we're I'm writing for this game, and he told me all about it and the purpose, and we need a musician. I'm like, sure, I'll do it. And... So we had the plan to do that around New Year's, so we did release it in January. I think it was 2014 that it came out, and just came out for free in everyone's Steam accounts one day. Yeah. And it was it was really fun because I, I, I started doing YouTube searches for it, and all these people were doing Let's Plays, and like, oh, I just got this game on my Steam list. I guess I'll play it. But I ended up, I, I went on originally going to, going to do uh, all three or four themes of the game, but then Augustine said, Augustine, I don't know how to pronounce his name. I'm sorry. <laughs> no worries. Augustine or Augustine or Augustine. Uh, um, he, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he, I've ever encountered that name before. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's he's uh, well, he's from somewhere. I don't know where. <laughs> I don't want to start rhyming off wrong places now. <laughs> so he he uh he he had an idea that he he had a theme a classical theme that his brother I think it was wrote and so he had this idea we'll use one theme from different people and and then there are di- different phases in the game where as time passes the mood of the whole game and the atmosphere changes and the narrative changes and and having three different composers for the three different phases would be interesting so I took the first theme which ended up being kind of like the main theme and his brother I think did the third one which sounds very dark and someone else did the second one and i don't remember who but it was trolls that brought me onto that and uh we went on the uh senscape that's their name the developers mm-hmm. we went on the senscape forums there was a there was a hidden forum where we, all the developers could talk and so we worked on that for a month or two maybe even just a month and then released it in january and it was it was a pretty fun project I had actually scaled down my theme a lot from what it was when I first wrote it. You can actually find this on my SoundCloud. Um, I I called the theme Hazy Awakening, and you can find the original that's in the game on there and also my early demo version that was not used. It's it's a lot more electronic and ambient, and mm-hmm. it's a little faster, and it's not as classical. And there's some, some like, uh, muffled drums, electronic just, uh, sound effects in there and stuff. But he said, no, I'm looking for more of a classical feel. So I slowed it right down and added this kind of stabbing piano chords and cellos and violins, and and that worked for him. So I guess that's one example of how I can do what people want me to do. <laughs> but So that's on my SoundCloud if anyone wants to check that out. It's interesting okay. to listen to the two of them and hear the difference. It's it's kind of different. It, I think they both work, mm-hmm. um, but he obviously wanted a more classical-oriented score, so... They, they're both. It's both really interesting to listen to back and back, back to back. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I, I can't remember if you've already said this. Uh, how how do we find you on SoundCloud? Is, do we just look up your name, or is there? Do you have a, oh, uh, yeah, you can just look at my name. Uh, I think <laughs> <laughs> it's. Uh, I think it's SoundCloud.com slash musically inspired, which was my form handle right. for a long time. Mm-hmm. Except it's musically spelled with. M U S I C L Y instead of C A L L Y. Okay. Because so. musically A L L Y was already taken, I think. But oh. if you search Brandon Bloom, it'll come up. Okay. Yeah, I was just checking that. Yeah, I'm the top of the list. Winnipeg, Canada. <laughs> awesome. Look, look for Brandon Bloom from Winnipeg. 
Or just go to brandonbloom.com. I got links to everything on there. YouTube, SoundCloud, whatever. Oh, that that's perfect. That makes things yeah. uh, that makes things easy. That makes it easier. Recently, actually, I've been doing a couple uh, small projects for uh, a single developer, indie developer, who just needed some music for his game and made a couple bucks on it. Uh, he did... The first thing I did for him, he made a first-person uh, puzzle platformer game for the for the build engine, Duke Nukem 3D's engine. Oh wow, really? Yeah, called Silver Balls with a Z at the end. You can find that on uh, on SoundCloud too. Oh, okay. I actually released that on iTunes and everything too because I had I had some electronic music that I wrote that didn't really have a purpose. And so I said, oh, I wrote, I've wrote a couple new tracks for him, too. There's some specific things he asked for. I'm like, I got these other tracks, too. Do you, do you want to use them, too? And he's like, yeah, they sound great. So I finally got a chance to release that stuff mm-hmm. that I never got nice. a chance to before. And then um, he did a... Is that, is, sorry, uh, is that a game that's yep. still in production, or is that, uh, is it's, that already it's out? It's out. It's, it's out? out, yeah. It came out in uh, October-ish. Is this on uh, Steam, or is it on... Uh um, how, oh how no! It's it's on it's on itch dial. If you itch, look, if right, you search yeah, yeah. for uh, Manicware, um, that's the developer. You can find a couple of his projects. I did the last one I did for him was called uh, Four Blocks, and he wanted a he wanted a mod track song actually. So I tracked again for the first time in years, and put a and that's on my SoundCloud too. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a Tetris like game, except it's all blocks of four, like a square, mm-hmm. and each each uh, each of the four blocks in a square is a different color, and you get to match the colors that way. So they're all squares. So it's called four blocks. It's a right. fun little game. He asked me to do another one recently, but I'm like, oh, I'm a little busy now with my band and summer days. I can't <laughs> devote time anymore. Um, we we actually uh, in case in case people are wondering why Paul is so quiet, he uh, actually uh, just had to tend to something. We've so we've kind of uh, uh lost him here. Um, but I, I think it's a, just about time to wrap up anyways. Is there anything else? Is there any shout outs or any plugs that you'd like to give at this time? I know you've mentioned already, uh, brandonbloom.com, um, li- has links to a lot of your works there. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Everything's on brandonbloom.com. Basically I've got a YouTube channel that's also linked and my music is on there, but I've also, I, once upon a time I tried to be a YouTuber. So <laughs> I got some mixed plays of, uh, the witness on there and an old game, uh, called I tried to do this old game series called um, Retro Backlog and get through all the games that I've never beaten in my life. No, oh, <laughs> so wow. I started with Blackthorn and uh, still haven't beaten it. <laughs> I haven't finished it. That's, uh, my, yeah, no, I, I, I think most people are kind of like that. I know I've played uh, Blackthorn. I've started Blackthorn a number of times and it's, uh, it's not a yeah. terribly hard game because I get through, I never really get stuck, but just, there's always at some point some I'll get point a you little stop bit and further. You can't. <laughs> yeah. I'll get a little bit further than last time and then I'll just stop somehow. <laughs> yeah. It's all, it's all story of my life basically. <laughs> and, uh, so I tried to play that. I got about six episodes in, but what happened was I played the witness actually right through to the, well, the first ending anyway, I didn't beat the entire game. And I started playing more, but then I moved back in March uh, of, of uh, the, yeah, this year. And then my computer died, so I couldn't right. record anymore. So it's, it's just been that for a while. <laughs> but, yeah, well, for me, Brandon.com, obviously check out Transolar Games, the Coles. Mm-hmm. We're working on Summer Days. Check out their Kickstarter and fund that sucker. We're past halfway now, and we're just trying to get to that finish line. 
Mm-hmm. And we got uh, streams lined up every Saturday. They're going to do another stream. Uh, uh, two more at, at the time this will be released, I guess. Uh, the Halloween stream I'm actually going to be at physically. I'm flying down to California. Oh, wow. And I'm going to, with Corey's, Corey Cole's acoustic guitar, I'm going to play a live rendition of Irena's piece. Oh, beautiful. So that'll be exciting. And so I'm looking forward to that. Get to mm-hmm. meet them in person again. I saw them at PAX. And you. It was, it was great to meet everyone at PAX, by the way. PAX was this thing, probably one of the biggest highlights of my life. Yeah. It's, Especially uh, since I never thought I'd ever get to be able to go to a, a convention ever, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I really got to give a shout out to Roberta Vaughn, actually, because she's the one that got me down there. <laughs> she uh, she pushed me to go, and and it was it ended up being the greatest thing I ever did. So thank you, Roberta. Shout out to her. <laughs> Popcorn, Roberta. <laughs> That's an inside joke. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess candy corn, Roberta. For, for my part of that one. So. Yeah. <laughs> Candy corn. Candy corn's the best. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it totally is. And Canadian uh, candy corn, anyway. And, I don't know about your American candy corn, but... And there's two of us here right now, because uh, Paul had to uh, had to leave, so uh, I, I think this is enough of a quorum to say that candy corn is unanimously approved of here. Unanimously. Um, yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. I, I 100% support this message. <laughs> Well, it was a great pleasure having you on the show. Um, I, I hope to have you on again soon. Thank you very much for taking the time to be here. Uh, it's been great, great catching up with you. Anyways, be sure to follow the Classic Gamers Guild. We are a uh, online community on Facebook. We have a page in a group. Just come track us down and join us. And uh, we are also on Twitter if you'd like to follow us at the CG Guild. And we have a Patreon for those of you who want to help support the show. Um, again, just look for the, the Classic Gamers Guild, and uh, we're there too. Every dollar counts, and we appreciate all of your support. Um, so thank you all for tuning in. I guess uh, since Paul isn't here with us at the moment, it will be uh, it'll be on me to tell you, don't do a murder. <laughs>